welcome to the newest episode of the Health Interactions podcast. Today on the episode, we have a bloke by the name of Max Price. We get to listen to his story. He's a comedic genius. He's um, he's a comedian. He's the creative writer and founder of Priceless Productions. He's um, a great mind behind the television show Kinney Tonight. He's worked for Sportsbet and other really large companies in Australia, um, doing a lot of their creative writing and and humorous content. Um, he's a he's a good mate of mine as well. We did a small business course together a few years back now, and we get to talk about that throughout the podcast. So sit back and enjoy, and we hope you like it. And on this episode of the podcast, we have a Mister Max Price. Max is hey, well. <laughs> how you doing, Max? <laughs> Sorry, I've uh, cut you off there. I'll let you keep going. No, okay. Um, Max is a comedian. He's a creative director, and he is the founder of Priceless Productions. Having worked on many television ad campaigns um, with some of Australia's largest brands and two seasons of a sketch comedy series on national TV, um, we've got Max Price. How you doing, Max? Good, mate. Good to speak to you. Can't wait to. To go through how me and you met, but um, but yeah, I'm going good. Thanks for having me on your podcast. No, thank you very much. It was um, it was actually a great time, the way we did meet, and we will get into that um, I'm sure throughout throughout the podcast because it was a pretty funny story actually. Um, <laughs> but let's start with how you're doing, and um, you know, you, I've I guess you've been you've come to light recently with a lot of the content that I've been seeing on your um on your socials. You've been releasing some absolute comedic genius. Um, particularly, particularly, um, in relation to the current times of COVID-19, I, I saw a video of you, um, teaching people how to make their own two-ply toilet paper at home. I've seen you, um, as an, an Australian celebrity reaching out and, um, sympathizing with the Australian community and also, um, a sh- little short film of, of you at the, the local, the local pub. Um, so how's, how's business going? I've, um... I have had a fair bit of time up my sleeve, <laughs> as you can as you can see. Um, just being at home and and kind of having a, a brain that doesn't really stop. Um, I've just kind of yeah started to think of you know like I've been consuming a lot more as as a lot of us have. Um, usually, I like to try and be as creative as, as possible and do as much creative stuff as I can. But um, you can't help during times like this have have a lot of time just to scroll social media, watch heaps of Netflix. And um, obviously through observing a few of those things, I've, I've, I've kind of made observations of the worst parts of, of COVID-19. And one of them was clearly celebrities, Australian celebrities in their mansions telling us that we're all in it together. And it just felt, it felt a little out of touch to be honest. So that was, <laughs> that's why I couldn't help myself, uh, pretending mocking you know an australian celebrity and uh saying that we're all going to be okay but in other words i'll be fine fine. you guys won't be yeah best of luck to you best of luck with your center links and all that stuff so yeah that was that was good fun but um but mate i've been i've been good i can't help to be a little bit you know worried for the future but you know i'm in a pretty good spot compared to uh a lot of others out there no, that's um, 
And that's very good to hear that you've been able to put yourself in that spot as well, you know, being a fellow business owner, um, but also you being in such a probably competitive industry to be able to have yourself in that um, in that position, you've you've put yourself there. So well done to you. Um, you touched on it just then. Where do you see where do you see the um, the future of business going, and probably the importance of film in probably all businesses and you know videographers and things like that you know we've never been more reliant on technology than we are now yeah it's it's, in, it's an interesting one i've always felt that um you know kind of the whole reason i started process and sort of really seriously was because of um i, I could i was seeing that shift at sports bet where i worked at for 10 years or so uh where they were investing more and more money into uh, social platforms, which seems obvious now, but this is back in the day where it was mainly like traditional media that they were spending money in. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing that year on year we're, we're putting a bit more focus into Facebook and uh, Twitter and, and even Instagram wasn't really doing anything then. Um, but they, as they kept, kept shifting their marketing budgets, I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I was doing a lot of the creative uh, in there and a lot of the writing a lot of the scripts and uh, acting in a lot of them and uh, I was like oh well sports are pretty ahead of, ahead of their game here I reckon uh, a lot of other brands will follow suit so I kind of took a bit of a leap uh, to know about you and then uh, kind of after making a lot of mistakes as you do in in, in a small business when you're starting one um, managed to kind of get rid of, you know, like learn from a lot of those mistakes and, and end up, um, yeah, kind of still running a business, you know, three or so years later. And, uh, and that's because I, I do honestly think that, um, you know, video and, and the power of, uh, storytelling and, um, the ability to just click, you know, press a button and the information comes at you towards you without you having to do much else is, uh, is great is a great use of um, I don't know conveying your message to your uh, your target market and um, I I do see it continuing to grow and and working from home more and more I mean everyone's using their cameras and everyone's using their face and and everyone's using video so um, it couldn't be like a better time at the moment to be in that space of of using video and, and we really think that if you've got a if you've got the idea and, and the, the concepts, um, then yeah, creating good video content is extremely powerful. Oh, oh yeah, I think so completely. For, for me myself, I um, I always watch video. You know what I mean? That's how I generally start the day. I don't I don't watch the news. Um, what I would you know yep. for me to start my day, I'm having a coffee, I'm having brekkie, and I'm sort of trolling through some some videos to watch on on um, Facebook because. You know, that's a, for me, it's a good way to start the day. You get to, you know, whether it's having a light, you know, light laugh or whether you're seeing updates in, in a sport that you might like, it's, um, it's multitasking and you can watch a video and eat your breakfast as opposed to maybe reading an in-depth news article. Well, that's it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it kind of suits, uh, it almost suits the human body a bit easier just to, <laughs> you know, to watch a video. In, in other words, you could almost argue that it's more lazy, but yeah. we're lazy people. And that's, if you really break down what technology is and does, it, it's just, it's, it's tools and devices and software and technology to make the human 
more lazy, oh, <laughs> which I'm, which I'm all about. <laughs> I love it. One hundred percent. I've seen, um, I've seen graphs of like the the increases in technology over the past thirty years, and then also the increases in the obesity rate in the past thirty years, and they're almost identical. Them graphs. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I, yeah. I talk to clients about it all the time, and the importance of keeping active in their day because you know, once upon a time, if you wanted to print a document you'd have to go down to the post office or the library to print that. Whereas like, and then it went to the stage of there's a shared printer in the office. And then now it's at the stage where on every desk in the office has a printer because time is money and you're not walking down the street to go print off a document. You're going to just press print. It's going to be there. Like that's technology, right? No, exactly right. And yeah, you know, as much as I I do love it, I I suffer the, um, the side effects of, of it for sure in terms of, not being, uh, I, I, you know, the, the body, the rig's okay, but but it's uh, it could be a lot better if I was um, if I was not just relying on, you know, if I kind of, I, I do have to change a little bit. Uh, isolation is a hard. I, I'm sure you've probably dealt with a, a lot of people that are uh, finding hard to to be to get motivated during these times. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it can it can be my own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we touched on it a little bit, um, and that's probably the way we met. Um, there was a, it's, I was thinking about it today just before we were going to record, um, and it's it's just a cracker story. I remember we both did a small business course together, and you were already in the classroom, and I walked in the classroom probably knowing me a couple of minutes before before it started, um, so just on time. And I walk in, and here you are, bloke in a cap with um, a Randley Wanless sticker on... Um, on your laptop and probably a lot of people listening don't even know who Randley Wanless is, but he's an absolute, he's an absolute cracker. He takes the, takes the piss out of a lot of, um, a lot of the sort of rugby league, um, audience, um, in a good way. It's super friendly and it's absolutely hilarious. And that sticker was on your, um, was on your laptop and I just had to sit next to you and just start, start chatting because that was so funny. Um, but the interesting thing, when I was thinking about that today, the interesting thing that, I thought about well, one of the first things that the bloke said that was running the, cl- the course was saying um, 85% of small businesses will not make the first three years. They'll, they'll fail within the first three years. However, 90% of the ones that do make it have done a small business course. And that was about three years ago. We did that course and look at us both kicking goals. Still, still doing it somehow. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, we can talk about this a bit, to be honest. I think that it was a such a key moment to to um, to, to really ver- you know validate that the idea you've got and, and almost it, it it allows it allowed me to be le- less nervous taking that leap because I, I just had a bit more ammunition up my sleeve um, as opposed to going into it completely blind. Mm. Um, there's still a couple of things from that, you know, what was it, two weekends? Saturday, Sunday or just Sunday? I can't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't long. I think it was, I it wasn't think long it was at all. two weekends. It was two Saturdays in a row or two Sundays in a row. It was a 16-hour course in total, two eight-hour days. Okay, cool, yeah. So it was two weekends. Yeah, it was, and it was, um, yeah, I just, uh, I thought it was great. It was really great um, sitting in there with eight or so other people. And we, I remember we, uh, you know, you hear everyone's unique angle or unique idea for for a course. I mean, granted, there were a few that you're going, good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, it was at the same time, it was great to kind of 
working. And to be honest, it should be. Um, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to actually. You know, I'm sure that they're out there, but times where you could, you know, information share with other small businesses that aren't, you know, direct competitors yeah. would be would be a huge kind of way to stay afloat and motivate each other. But um, but yeah, it was a, it was it was a great course, and um, yeah. And the 85% of uh, small businesses don't survive? Is that what it was? Yeah, don't survive the first three years. I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was roughly around that. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is, um, you know, I mean, we can talk about the business side of it, of, of uh, you know, just business in general forever. I kind of love it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, a lot of people not uh, not having any reserve shoots or a bit of cash saved up or anything, but but yeah, that's a crazy stat that um and so it makes it actually kind of makes me a little bit proud that it's still you know I still haven't had to re- <laughs> redo my resume and apply for anything. <laughs> yes, um, I, I um yeah, that's one thing that I still to this day anyone anyone that comes to me and asks me about any any anything business, it's like just go do that small business course, go do a small business course because. How else do you know? And it it amazes exactly. me why people will try and try without a little bit of guidance. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um I remember because I actually had um quit sports bet once before and start and tried to start Prices Productions, but I would have been about twenty two or twenty three at the time, and um I just failed miserably. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was too young. I just didn't have the experience and. Uh, and hadn't done any courses, and I kind of went back to sports bet, licking my wounds a little bit, going, "You guys still, you guys still got a spot there for me." And luckily, luckily they did. So it was actually my second attempt at, at starting it before um, uh, before it had any, any kind of success. Yeah, well, that's cool. You you didn't give up. You know what I mean? You tried again. Um, you know, a lot of the times that that would be enough to scare some, someone off and. You know, you'd be employed by someone else forever, but um, I guess you learnt from that and you've done it. Yeah, I guess, I mean, three years still feels a little young, but um, hopefully, it's, hopefully it's just the way it's just going to stay like this. Yeah. What's it been like for you, you know, like following your dreams? it's It would be such a competitive industry. I don't reckon there'd be many people out there that haven't thought, oh, how cool will it, would it be to be part of, you know, the television industry or the comedy industry? Um, whether you know whether they just don't make it or whether they're, they're just not funny enough, what what was it like for you to be able to just take that leap back yourself and it, for it to be you know it's successful? Like um, yeah, it's quite, it is, and it's crazy. It's great, you know. It's uh, for for the the industry the industry within the country in Australia. Um, there's not it's, it has its limitations when you look at the the monsters that are America and you know even I guess the UK but but definitely the states of how big the industry is over there and how small it is here but yet it is so competitive here as well as the opportunities aren't as great um, but I guess yeah I mean I I'd often I really really and hand on heart don't sit back and and kind of go you know oh this is this is great I just look I just think that there's always the always the next thing to do and I, I I don't beat myself up but I also um also don't become complacent very easily or quickly 
um, because I I know that we've we were on Seven Mate a few years ago doing the first and second season of Kinney, and um, we were kind of told that there was going to be a third season then, and we had understood that it was almost green lit, which is in industry terms a, a word you only a term you only use if you if you if it's locked in if it's signed, sealed, delivered. So. Um, and then, and then that kind of got pulled away from us. And I, I learned early in the in the industry that um, it's not all the glitz and glam that you people imagine it would be. It's uh, it's often highly competitive. You're loved one minute, you're asked for your key pass back the next minute. Wow. Uh, and so, so yes, yeah, so I think that it's um, like that, and don't get me wrong. When when we're on when we're writing great, you know. I, I write, like writing great scripts and you're on set and you know, you do a take from something you've written with one of your best mates and everyone's laughing, but no, there's no better feeling I, I could possibly get than that. But I also understand that um, it's often temporary unless you're, unless you're doing the hard work when you're not on set, uh, you know, you will just get kicked to the curb and the next person who works harder will, will get that spot. So I, um, I've been taught like a relatively good work ethic from from the parents, and um, yeah, I'm often yeah not really not really stopping. And the the missus will tell you that I'm often working on like ten ideas at once, and yeah. um, it's like a bit of a bit of a crazy. The, the office looks looks a bit crazy sometimes. That's good though. <laughs> That's your creative space. Um... Yeah. Well, you... now I've got a little. I should tell you what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at my whiteboard with uh, a whiteboard marker that is just scribbled. That is that is my daughter's work. So she will just come in here and grab the marker and uh, just ruin all the whiteboards in here. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, how do you? Is there a way to get yourself in a creative writing space? Do you have a Do you have a strategy, um, or or does it just sort of come? Like, obviously, you being on Kimmy tonight, um, the TV show, a big part of that is writing absolute good content and and doing that as a group. Is there a strategy, or does it just come to you, or do you just drink bulk coffee and it just works? Um, no. It's, so there's a there's a couple of stages, I guess, and um. I'm happy to sh- I'm happy to share them because it's uh, it's it's kind of a hard one for writing scripts and ideas and things. There's not there's not much stuff. I don't feel that there's much stuff out there. But I'm also not reinventing anything here. But I, I, often it'll be um, like I have the app Evernote on my phone, which is linked to like my laptop and and any other devices. But um, often I'll be in a situation, a social, you know, like a lot of the comedy that I write is very um, relationship-based or or, uh, or social situations, and just observe. So often, with my, I could often make an observation at a pub with some mates, and I would just get my phone out, like Evernote, and I would just drop the drop the observation down. Um, and it, I used to be, you know, I think everyone's done this before, where they where they go, oh. Oh, that's funny. Or, you know, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll remember it later. I'll, I'll, I'll jot it down later. And then like yep. 10 minutes later, it's gone. Um, so I kind of, my mates and my partner and all that know now that if the idea comes, I kind of have to step away from the conversation and get the phone out and be like, I'm sorry, this might look rude, but I will, for, I will forget this if I don't write this down in the next 10 seconds. Um, and then, 
once it's in my Evernote, I would, uh, whenever I get a bit of spare time, I'd, I'd kind of look at the idea and put some dot points around it um, and just try and, uh, you know, just try and work on it and flesh it out. And then the last bit, which is probably the bit that's really killed me during this um, isolation and this uh, lockdown and shutdown of the country, is um, going to a cafe and that's when I really kind of turn it into a script. And there's something weird about, and I am that wanker by the window writing in a cafe. And I, and I, I make no apologies for it. There's something just, there's something about being in a, in a room, uh, being in a, you know, kind of a, a, a cafe with the ambience and the people sitting around. Yeah. And, and, and if you sit there on your own with a, with a laptop, you, um, and you don't ask for the Wi-Fi or anything, you're kind of just stuck there with a coffee on its way um, and no internet and, and nothing. And you can kind of just go, that's where I can probably do my, my deepest work and really get into uh, scripts and structures and characters and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's just a, it's a weird psychological thing for me being, that's why I've really hated not being able to go to cafes and restaurants recently. Cause that's where I kind of do my writing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the kind of stages idea and phone, uh, flesh it out a little bit at home or at night, whenever. And then, uh, and then going to a cafe in the morning when your brain's the freshest, um, drink lots of water before I go. And I would walk about half an hour, 40 minutes, uh, with my laptop in my backpack, um, just to get some, just to oxygenate the brain and then, uh, and then sit at a cafe and, and work on something until they, until they kick me out for only ordering one coffee in two and a half hours. (laughs) Sorry, mate. We need this. We need this chair back. Yeah. No, I, I would often, I'd often try and just like feel the room, feel the vibe out of the cafe of uh, how many is the least or and most amount of coffees I can have to order to not to be booted out of here in two hours. That's so. Good. Uh, I could, I could drink about three, three or four coffees, and yeah, I'm buzzing on the way back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. That's so cool that you, I mean, you obviously know what works for you. You get out, you walk, you um, get yourself into a, a, a position where you don't have that many distractions around you and it, and it works for you. Do you ever, um, yeah, do it's you, so, I reckon it's so powerful and, and, and such a, and such an important thing to do for each, each person, each individual is find what works. And then once you know that, then I, I think you become a less stressed or less pissed off at yourself or, um, you know, they, and you only, and I mean that only because you can, you can read your, your, your body. Um, like it'll be times where I'm like, Oh, I might, you know, I would never try and write at eight o'clock at night because I know that my brain's just fried from the day. Yep. Um, but if I didn't kind of have the self-awareness to know that, Hey, go to sleep. And in the morning you will be able to do this heaps better then I think I could be, I, I, I could actually get myself into a pretty ugly headspace. And I, and I just think that if you can, um, if you, if you're self-aware of what works and how it works and understand that, yeah, the brain's a, a muscle and you got to look after it and you got to do, you got to give it water and yeah. let it sleep and all that, then yeah, then I think you you'll just be in a way better space, um, getting, getting things done. I think that was, um, probably a really big learning curve for most people throughout this COVID-19. It certainly was for me. I mean, the first few weeks of the COVID-19 crisis, 
I was doing a lot of work from home. Um, you know, I did a lot of telehealth con- consultations rather than face-to-face consultations. So that I was using, um, you know, an online platform to do consultations. So I was just working from home and I, yeah, I could, t- I could see myself like mentally I wasn't there. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking right, wasn't creative, that sort of stuff. Um, in, in my own sort of, you know, writing my own blogs, I had, there was no motivation to do that. I was struggling to get my own exercise in. I mean, I started... I started doing mindfulness, which was really beneficial. I started doing the waking up course from Sam Harris. I don't know if you've heard of that or any of any of the listeners no. have heard of it, but no, it was fanta- it's been fantastic for me to just sort of, I guess, just be mindful of everything, mindful of um, the the patterns of energy that are going on through the body all the time, mindful of just being mindful of the anxieties that you might feel by by being at home or the um, all the other feelings that you might feel in everyday life. It's been because there's just not been the outlet for me to to be in touch with sort of that side of my body. I usually do jujitsu and that just keeps me like so focused all the time, knowing I can go absolutely expel all my energy three or four times a week. Um, I'm just, that yeah. keeps me at this nice even keel. But when that was taken from me, I was just a mess for two weeks. I didn't know, didn't know what way was up. That's so, um, that's so interesting. And I think that's a really, that's a really good time to like be, be, be sending that message because of people that could just be in this like, routine for years finally have this chance to break free from any ugly habit of any bad habits or, or, or bad routines or, um, yeah, not having their head in the right place. It's like, although it could, it could be, could be dipping right now in terms of uh, mental health at the moment, at least there could be like a, a good, really nice bounce back from that. Yeah. Um, if you, if you put the right things in place, I'll have to, uh, have to look up that. Um, that is mindfulness as an app, app yeah. that you've got or um, yeah I, I use the awesome. it's called the waking up course it's by Sam Harris and it's a course in the sense that um, it does teach you mindfulness but it also teaches you a lot of the theory behind it too and I find that super beneficial oh, yeah. to help sort of relay some of the messages onto my own clients um, on how to view mindfulness um, so I love it on that topic though I actually saw a blog of yours. I mean, I think you wrote the blog quite some time ago. Um, and it was about probably just the, you were in a shit headspace at the time from memory. You, it was, um, I forget what it was titled, maybe having a shit day or something along them lines. And um, I guess looking at a lot of your content, you're always happy. You're always having a laugh. Um, you're always making funny stuff. And, you know, you associate funny with being happy. Um but I guess it's probably an important message that even though, you know, you are a fun-loving, happy, jovial kind of person, um, that it's quite normal to experience these downs. Um, did you want to talk any more about the blog that you wrote? Um, um, well, I w- downs? it was a, um, it was a few years ago and uh, it's life's been nothing but perfect since. Uh, no, um, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, no, for sure. It's, it's just like, it's unbelievably normal to have bad, the bad days, and the industry that I'm actually in is is a, almost a um, unbelievable example of of the highs and lows you can experience um, in the matter of not a, not just days but but hours. Um, you know, there's there's things there's opportunities get presented, put in front of themselves where you, all this hard work is paying off, and then there's also times where you've you've put in a lot of hard work and um and then someone who you could just you know argue has no idea can just 
pull this dream from under your from under your feet. Um, so, so yeah, of course is. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's. I mean, I believe it's get becoming. Um, you know, it's, it's becoming more uh, mainstream to know that. Um, you know, the entertainment industry is definitely not a uh, not not a one where glitz and glam and everyone's having fun. And and in terms of the world of comedy, um, comedians spend most of their time writing things to make other people laugh. And sometimes they uh, their their uh, their level of their sense of humour can be so heightened that um, that uh, that you know not a lot of things make them laugh. But I'm, I'm definitely not, not in that category. I, I'm dumb enough to still laugh at a lot of things and, and really really enjoy life. But I definitely have some um, some comedy friends where it's uh, I, I don't I don't really even though they you know they might be uh, you might see their faces plastered on trams and things like that. You, you're a little bit like oh god you're in you know not being able to. Um, just enjoy it as much as other people it would be would be tough, um, but yeah. In terms of um, of of that particular article, I, I just I, I wrote I wrote some articles. Uh, I actually use it as an exercise just to just to get my thoughts out of my head, and um, uh, you know, then, then it got to the point where I, I was like, oh, I might post a couple of these, um, yeah. and I did, and it got really. It's got some really nice uh, responses, and as soon as you hear someone saying, "Oh, thank you, I needed that," or whatever, you're like, "Oh, well, shit." I mean, if it helps someone, then absolutely. But um, I often write, you know, I, my my skill is is I guess writing, so I um I, I would often just use it to um to get my yeah to get my thoughts, whether they're good thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever thoughts out of my head on the paper, and then I can kind of go. Cool. I got a bit of clarity from from writing that. Um, so, and then and then it comes down to do I do I share that with people or do I don't? Uh, so I started to and um, yeah, I, I'm I really enjoy. I'm really happy that I did. I kind of dried up a little bit on it um, just because of the other pro, other projects and bits and pieces. But but yeah, it's okay to have a shit day. In, in other words, yeah, and it's definitely a good message to to project. I think too, it's one of them. It's a message that I'm always always talking about that um mental health is something that we all have people only seem to want to talk about mental health when they're i guess having a bad day or when their mental health is bad but it's all right to speak about mental health even when you've got good mental health you know it's a it's a continuum everyone's got it you know whether you're on the good side or the bad side or somewhere in between sliding down the continuum or on your way back up um so yeah whenever yeah. whenever i see someone talking about it whether it be good or bad or indifferent it's always just refreshing that um that it's that it's at the front of someone's mind at some point. For sure, and I think I sometimes try and relate it to um, to imagining the the worst fever you've ever had that wasn't COVID nineteen, but if you yeah. the worst the worst the the time you were the most kind of ill with the flu with you know with the common flu or with with something that was just very um, uh, you know trivial just with con- congestion and yeah pretty pretty standard kind of illness. And the, the peak of how shit you were feeling then and then how good you might feel health-wise right now. I, I sometimes think that that's the same thing for the brain as well. Um, you know, if someone's having a, a really, really bad day, it's almost like that's not going to – or a really bad week or however long it might be, 
it it kind of not it's not gonna stay like that for forever. No. But you you also have to uh you have to um treat it with correctly. In other words, like don't get on the don't get hammered every yeah. night or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, use the right outlets. <laughs> Um, What's that? Use use the right outlets to sort of um, to help manage that, I guess. Is not exactly. Just, not just use alcohol as a vice. No. Um, Even though I've been drinking heaps more during this, I probably have, but, but more less more frequent, but like less more frequently. Less, less sessions. No, yeah, no, no big sessions, no big binges. Um, no, nah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably the same, only because I can't go to the pub with my mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've had like I went to have a big session at home and I had about six beers and I was gonna I was gonna crack over the next one and keep going and I just kind of went why I'm just gonna I'm probably just gonna go to bed from the living room to the yeah. living room to the bedroom in the next hour or half an hour what's the point putting this next drink in six, I think <laughs> and six that was, beers is like it's, it's that spot that's where you can either stop and be fine the next day or it's like okay entering kick-ons and we're gonna we're gonna turn this into something yeah yeah so it was it's very uh it was very pointless the session at home on you know <laughs> with, without a bunch of mates there um so i guess you i mean for your health, you, you um, you've got a family. You're working on all these sorts of projects at the moment. Um, how do you prioritize your health, and what do you need to? You, you, obviously, you're very health conscious. You know, you know that you need to go for a walk before you sit down and write some of your content and things like that. What ways do you make sure you prioritize your health, knowing that, I mean, if you don't have your health, you're not going to be in the right state to be creating all these con, you know, all this good content. You're not going to be in a good space to be able to sort of help support the family you know, health so important yeah. to everyone. How do you make sure you prioritize that? It's, um, well, the, to be honest, there was a, there was a pre-COVID-19 tactic and then there's now a, a, a COVID-19 tactic. And the pre-COVID-19 tactic was I have a one-and-a-half-year-old and I know she wakes up about 7 o'clock each day no matter what time you go to bed. So we would often put her down to bed at 7 o'clock and there would be a shrug of the shoulders of why do we not go to bed now? So uh, I'd be getting to sleep. I'd be um, trying to just sleep as long as I can. And then in the morning, um, I would wake up and have a tiny bit of pre-workout formula um, when the gyms were open. And now that was more for something psychologically for me rather than what it did to me um, physically. And that was more, wow, if you're going to have this stuff, and not do anything with it, it's going to be worse. It's going to be awful for you because you're just going to have pre-workout inside of you and you're going to not, you know, sweat it out and actually do something with it. Yep. So that was my little trick to um, to make sure I go to the gym in the morning and I would be going to the gym at like 5 in the morning because, because yeah, like I said, um, I would like to try and get back at 6 and then even write, do a bit of writing between 6 and 7. Um so uh, yeah, the early start for me was always uh, is always so important because I I think you can kind of half win the day um, yeah. before like before like eight in the morning, eight or nine in the morning, and then I could spend more time in the afternoon when I know the brain was cooked, um, just having fun with with my fiance and my, my daughter and just chilling out a bit more. Um, so there was definitely 
uh, a priority in, in sleeping, getting to sleep earlier and then doing as much as I could before the family wakes up. And then COVID-19 came along, all the gyms closed down and then I got heaps more lazy. I probably didn't do anything for a while. Uh, and then, and then I've just gone back to just jogging really. I just, I'll, I'll go jogging. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been, it's been thrown all, all out of whack. Um, you know, since everything's closed yeah. and, uh, I, I, I have lost a bit of focus, but, um, it's, it's kind of coming back. I think everyone kind of was able to just, I kind of willingly let myself lose a touch of focus and just, and just sit back a little bit and enjoy, um, yeah. being, having, having all this time with a one and a half year old, which is heaps of fun now. And, um, and go for, so yeah, often the day will start with at about, you know, seven thirty, and we'll go for a walk around the park for like a half an hour, an hour, um, get a takeaway coffee and, just just chill out and then yes yeah, I've, I've slowed down my life a, a fair bit over the last uh month but um i'm i can't wait to ramp it back up but i kind of would like a few more things to open up because i was so dependent on on a gym and so dependent on cafes and i didn't realize that till they were taken away yeah but it's something that i've been encouraging all my clients to do as well like just just be kind to yourself throughout this time Sure, you, sure yeah. you can't you can't get into you know the higher intensity type exercises because you might not have access to the equipment. But use it as a time to sort of just deload the body. Whether that means you do go for a light jog or just do some gentle flexibility stuff at home, it means that when yeah. the gym does open, you've probably worked through some some niggles that you might have had for quite some time that you've been able to ignore. Now you might be be able to completely get rid of that, and then you know when gyms open, you'll be you'll be in the in the right spot to sort of start kicking goals again for sure yeah having something that's niggling is um and and then still wanting to work through it is just it's pretty hard for some people to have that minor injury and and also just completely stop because you you just feel like you're letting yourself down but i think yeah that's such a good call just to allow yourself to let yourself to relax and and i think um i read a thing on linkedin the other day it's like the fear of there's people fearing of um, life going back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, I, I, I can kind of see a bit of that, but at the same time, I, uh, I just want, I want sport back and I want, sport I want pubs open. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's good. And, uh, and yeah, just, yeah, that's, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And then, for, you know, that's for the social side of it. And then for the, for the body and the, and the minds, cafes and, uh, and gyms would be, as, as, as important as the pubs and the beer. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, do you have any advice at all for anyone listening? Any advice? Any um, advice? It's something you used to do to your guests on your podcast. Yeah, I, I did. I, 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 that was, um, and even the articles and stuff. I mean, you could go on maxprice.net and see heaps of them. Um, that, uh, that, and they used to be just from books I read and, and podcasts I'd listen to, and then I'd kind of take bits and pieces of inspiration from those and, and write them up. But um, I do think that I, I hate people that work in jobs that they hate. Yeah. And I would advise anyone that's doing that that, that, that thinks it's too hard to, to, to um, take a leap and do something they love is um, – 
it's it's not really but you know it's not only if you if you take the time to uh learn how to um start a business uh save up money learn how to do income tax learn how to do this you know it's all it's all the there's a lot of shit around it but um but to be able to for me to be able to um see my one and a half year old like all day, even before I was working, you know, the, I was forced to work from home. I'd been working from home anyway, but to, to be able to like go out and, and play with her during lunch and then go back into my little makeshift office, um, as opposed to getting on a sh- shit train and with people that are gross and then yeah. working in an office job where you don't like anyone. I, although I was lucky enough to always love everyone I worked with, but I, I just was with people that really didn't, uh, and there was some there was some people throughout my year in you know working a commercial kind of in the sorry corporate world um, that I was like oh wow you 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 don't like this um, leave go and go do the thing that you want to do like it's one life kind of you know it's that you only live one life you don't want to be um, you don't want to blink and be having your superannuation drip fed to you and you're senile and hate everyone. Yeah, it's one of the things I hear so often though, right? Like sitting in them offices and not enjoying the the people around you and fighting over getting the window seat because you want the sun on you in the morning and, and, you know, every little issue in the office is a a big issue in in your life. Yeah, it's quite quite crazy how um, complacent people can get. So I guess my advice would be if if you've always had that um, that little dream of, doing this or selling that or whatever, I would, I'd spend every waking hour that you can, that isn't part of your normal job that you hate working on it until, you know, it's that I wouldn't, I wouldn't quit your job and tell you boss, you fucking hate him and all that today. I would, I would, uh, I would totally learn, use your income that you're making to invest in the things that you need to make that transition. And I'd, I'd transition. I would never leap. It would be that silly. 100%. That's probably part of the 85 The 85% of small businesses that fail, I reckon a big majority of them would have just Did, taken far bigger leaps than, uh, than done any transitioning. Didn't do any of like the coursework beforehand, didn't really understand how the tax system works, didn't understand like the bits and pieces, but I've already told their job to, told their boss to jam it. And now you're in a position yeah, like, it, now what? Exactly, yeah. So um, I think you're mad if you don't try it try and start your own business, try and live your own, like live life with your own freedoms. Um, of course, everyone's not going to have the, the tools that, that, that they, that they need to do it all. Cause it's not, it's so, so tough. And, um, yeah, to add to that bit of advice is, um, remember that, you know, you're, you're dealing with people and, and, uh, and you know, they're human. So treat people well, um, and know that everyone's just kind of, you know, if, you, if you're nice to people in business, um, it, it often helps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just be um, authentic, be yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, I mean, God, it's, it's such a open-ended question there. Right. Thomas, and I'm, yeah. I'm all, uh, I'm, I'm, you rattled me. Um, I guess there's <laughs> endless, yeah, I'll get, I mean... I, d- I do that with my clients quite a bit, actually. Ask them really, really <laughs> open-ended questions and then expect a, expect an answer off the top of the head. The one that I always get them with, you know, in the initial consultation, it's like, um, you know, 
what are your goals? And then I yeah. then ask them to make sure that they're not only talking about their exercise goals, but their life goals and things like that. Just so we're all we're all on the on the same page, working working the right way. Some people some people like it. Some people don't respond as well. Um, and they're like, "Why do you yeah. want to know my goals?" <laughs> no, that's great. No, I think it's actually um, quite, it's quite interesting how I mean uh, that you would experience people's physical goals and also like professional goals would somewhat coincide. I think so. I mean, well, I mean, my my whole message is is that you know the the health and ecosystem. You know what I mean. And and if I'm dealing with someone that hates their job and works that same job, you know, sixty hours a week, I'm already going to be sort of. I'm already yeah. up against it, right? Like, you know, how, how is my, you know, one session a week going to just change everything? You know, that there's far, you know, there's other problems in their life with, with that they're spending sixty hours at a week. So, I guess it's, it's well, yeah, different. almost, um, almost uh, you saying, you know, you describing that person gives me a gives me almost a mental image of what they look like. You know, they have just kind of shoulders up and just hunched over a bit and mm. angry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's crazy. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about while I've got you on? Uh, well, if anyone's listening, um, I would like you to try and tune into our first episode of the Kinney Tonight Show. Um, that's the twenty fifth of May. I don't know when these come out, but twenty fifth um, of May. I'll make, it will be out. It will be out before the twenty fifth of May, and I'll um I'll make sure I share something um yeah leading up to that day, and we'll get as many people watching that as we can. 9.30, Channel 10. After having been paying attention, so it's a good spot. Oh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a quite a popular show, actually. Yeah, people love it. And um, we're, on, we're on at 9.30 because we say the F word, and that's as early as you can come on to say that. Dropping bombs, <laughs> dropping them F-bombs. Dropping F-bombs, and, yeah. Um, and what, what, what are your socials, like, for people to um, have, a, have a bit of a um, giggle at some of your creative content? Yes, yeah, I guess the uh, Instagram is Max Price Three, and then um, Facebook is Max Price Comedy, I think. Yeah. But um, and Pri- yeah, yeah. Max, Max Price, and there's the uh, Priceless Productions that I I follow both of them, and um, yeah, like I said, yeah. I've been I've been laughing along with a lot of the stuff, particularly um at the moment I'm I've probably been spending more time on social media than I'd like to, but it also means I'm seeing more of um more of your stuff. <laughs> I know there's uh. It's a bit of a, uh, I'm pulling both ends. We're going, you know, spending too much time on social media, but also stay on there and watch all the stuff we put on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Well. well, I'll make sure that um, everyone knows um, to tune in to Kinney tonight um, at the end of May on Channel 10. And um, thank Beautiful. you so much for coming on. It was um, it was so good to catch up with you again and have a good chat and all things, all things oh, Max, I- Max Price. No, thank you so much. I uh, look forward to. Uh, I'll share it all out there, and um, yeah, thank you, Sally. I had a bloody hoot. Yeah, an, an absolute hoot. The best of times. <laughs> awesome. Cheers, thank you so much, Max. All right, mate.